When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And Mike couldn't make it today. Something about living gargoyles. Yeah, that guy's got an interesting life. He does. What was that last time? Like giant cow monster? Yeah. Man, what is going on where he lives? <laughs> California, what a crazy place. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully he's okay. Uh, he's a fan of the show Gargoyles, so hopefully this is a... You know, something good for him and not Probably some disastrous event. <laughs> yeah, this week we're going to be covering the Savage Dragon crossover. Yeah, the first one. There's The first one. This is before Volume 2, the other one's after Volume 2, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you know that because I, I own both of them. And I think I've read them like totally out of order in the past and being very very confused so i'm glad you know the order and everything uh, it took me a while to figure out like it is they did not make it easy you know because like i i bought the the two off the mirage website and was like all right one and two i'm just gonna read them like stories and then suddenly i'm reading number one and it like picks up like it is continuing a story which it is so i was like oh is this actually number two and i pick up the other one and that one is like telling a totally different story <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Savage Dragon, uh, the main series. Savage Dragon started with a, a mini series and got a main series. The main series number two is the first part of the crossover, and then Savage Dragon Ninja Turtles number one is the second part of the crossover, which is yeah. massively confusing. I did the same thing. I, I was like, maybe they'll explain what happens as this goes on, and I got to the end. I'm like, wait, how they even meet? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and it, it's in the main line. I think it's actually number three not number two uh is where the turtles pop up man that's what we i don't know we just read it so you'd think i'd remember <laughs> yeah no i mean pretty early on in his series was he oh you're right it is number two wow i was totally wrong but uh yeah it's like super early on in a series you know issue number two and he's already like crossing over with the ninja turtles but let's from an interview that i heard on comic tropes where he interviews robert kirkman Robert Kirkman was kind of mentored by um, Eric Larson, you know, the creator of Savage Dragon. Really? Yeah. So that's kind of who he's mentored when he came into Image. Um, at least it sounds like he kind of became that kind of figure for him. Hmm. But uh, so he knows a little bit about him. And apparently, like Eric Larson, just he'll, like, it sounds like he'll almost let Savage Dragon be in like almost anything. You know, like if someone asks for Savage Dragon, he's like more than happy to have him cross over. It's a very Kevin Eastman uh, philosophy there. Like, just yeah. just put him in anything, right? Just put him in anything. Yeah, I think I think Robert Kirkman says I'm not 100 percent sure. 
maybe I shouldn't say it because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he shows up in his book, Battle Pope. For people who don't know, Robert Kirkman is the guy that created The Walking Dead and Invincible. Those are his big things. One of his earlier works, which is very com- comedic kind of work, uh, is Battle Pope. <laughs> yeah, I have a trade of Battle Pope. I haven't read it in a long time, but I have a, I'm actually looking at my bookshelf. I have a whole like Kevin Eastman, or I'm sorry, not Kevin Eastman, Robert Kirkman section. It's like a Astounding Wolfman, his work on Irredeemable Ant-Man, and then all of Invincible after that. And it, yeah. It's a nice little section because they'll have the yellow image logo at the top. It's very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, super cool. But I, I think he cameos in it and that's it. Like he's like vending ice cream or something like that. But <laughs> so well, yeah, he's he's very much like, especially I guess if you're probably probably especially if you're his friend, he's just like, Yeah, put dragon in there. I don't care. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess Savage Dragon is something that Eric Larson made when he was like 10 or something like that. Like this is his life work is the Savage Dragon. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, I guess, tell a story here and get into it. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, so I'm up first. Uh, this is Savage Dragon number two, originally published July 1993, written and drawn by Eric Larson, letters by Chris Ely. Letters by Chris E. I, I'm not sure I can say that second, second name there. Colors by Steve Oliff and Ruben Rude. So in the Chicago de- Police Department, superheroine Dart is reporting for, du- for duty. She's on loan from Detroit to fill in for the Savage Dragon, who's on patrol in New York. Now in New York, Officer Dragon is hanging out on a rooftop thinking about the living gargoyle he's called in to take care of. Suddenly, he's jumped from behind by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A fight ensues where Dragon throws Michelangelo away and Leonardo cuts Dragon's gun in two. Uh, it eventually spills off the building and into an alleyway where Dragon tries to place the turtles under arrest. The turtles explain that they thought Savage Dragon was the living gargoyle and apologize for the misunderstanding. They decide to team up, and while stalking the rooftops of New York, are attacked by a giant gargoyle monster. The turtles are able to distract it while Savage Dragon moves in for the final blow, using his super strength to blast the monster into a jillion pieces. The turtles think someone else was behind the giant gargoyle monster, but Savage Dragon is ready to head back to Chicago since his job is done. A mysterious woman in in skimpy red armor watches from the shadows as the turtles thank Dragon for his help. Uh, the last page of this book is set in DeKalb, Illinois, uh, where a kid walks into a house to find a dead body. Uh, after he runs away, something says hello from behind an open, cracked door. The end. All right, so that picks up where now in our story, well, the story that, our story, the story that I'm covering, which uh, was released on September 9th, in September of 1993, it is Savage Dragon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, number one. The story is by Eric Larson and Michael Dooney. It's written and penciled by Michael Dooney. Inked by Robert Jones. Letters by Melly Kelleher. Colored by Eric Vincent. So, just like in the previous issue, Dragon is about to head out because he did what he was told to do. The turtles point out that there's still more to the case, but Dragon isn't having it. He's done. He gets into a cab to head out when another living gargoyle attacks. He busts out of the car, 
just kicks out the door and starts fighting it. And the turtles join in. After they manage to defeat it, Dragon goes to the police station to report what happened. And the turtles go to follow, uh, or at least try and follow this lead of this mysterious grandma killing woman uh, that's been in the background. She lures them to a new location and sends a stone lion to attack them and reveals that her name is Virago. Um, this fight is called into the police. So Dragon, since he's at the station, talking about Virago, um, or at least, you know, the situation with these gargoyles that have been killing old people, uh, takes off and goes to take care of it. The turtles beat the lion, but then Virago takes off on the back of another stone lion. Dragon shows up just in time to punch it and stop her. Uh, she eventually backs herself into that really famous place that turns into a skating rink in, in New York with that metal statue in the middle of it. Uh, and she threatens to, you know, bring it to life, but then Dragon calls her bluff and she's arrested. Now they know who the culprit is. They just don't know why she was killing old people. And then Dragon takes, takes off with her and the turtles disappear. The end. Riveting. Uh, I also don't know what that park is. But now that you mentioned it, I know what you're talking about. I didn't, yeah. I didn't put two, two together. Um, also, it's, a, it's Chris Iliopoulos. And Chris, I'm sorry I panicked when I looked at your name, but I think that's how it's pronounced. Chris Iliopoulos was a letterer for the first story. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah, all around. Very, 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 very 90s comic, but very, very fun. Like, just yeah. this story. You know, it's, it's super 90s because it is the 90s. It's image, peak of the 90s. Yeah, the only thing more 90s than Eric Larson is uh, uh, Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld, yeah, thank you. I almost said Jim Lee. I'm like, wait, he's still doing good stuff. <laughs> I mean, Jim, Jim Lee also did some very 90s things that set trends in the 90s, but. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of hate that uh, Jim Lee is now just like a costume designer, it seems like. Like, he designed yeah. all the costumes for New 52. He actually, I don't know if you know this, he did uh, Ninja Turtles costumes for, they got made into toys. They looked like half cyborg. It was like right before they became like an image property. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, a, a real interesting take on them. Cool. I kind of want to see that. I mean, brace yourself because like Leonardo has like a Thor helmet with the wings and everything. Like it's crazy. It's insane. Go go look up Jim Lee TMNT. It's it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, I will have to check that out. Yeah. Well, speaking of revisiting things, go to the second time around. Yeah. Hey, nice junk. So I kind of wanted to take a bit of time for, with this to kind of almost explain image what it was in the '90s since this idea kind of arose out of creator's rights, which is a huge part of Ninja Turtles history as well. Mm -hmm. um, so for people who don't know, Image Comics is a publisher that started in the 90s uh, where a bunch of the artists and stuff who were kind of sick of being treated like dirt by the big comic book companies came together and started their own publishing company where each of them could own their own properties and their own characters and all the rights to them and people that published under them could do the same so it's a lot like kevin eastman's idea with tundra but successfully executed yeah uh they, they're probably 
not as generous as, as Kevin Eastman was. I don't know. I, that's probably a wrong way to phrase it, but yeah. And I, I think Kevin Eastman was like three or four years too early, you know, like, yeah. I feel like he was, he was on a bleeding edge, but the bleeding part more than the edge part, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you listen to any of his story about it, you know, he talks about it with Paul Jenkins in their two pals chat video, the history of Tundra, at least their, their side of the story. Uh, and it sounds like it was very, very complicated and crazy. Yeah. My understanding is that the only thing that image really owns is the image logo. Like that's the only thing, that's the only property that company owns all the rights to the characters and everything are retained by the creators. Yeah. And I imagine, I imagine they, well, cause they also have to accept your book to publish it and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be approved. So there's, there's different things like that. You know, you can't just show up to image and be like, I'm publishing through you guys. Uh, (laughs) It 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 probably just publishes more like, you know, a a normal publishing company for like normal books works. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so there's that kind of fascinating piece of comic book history image exploded. Uh, You know, it's where you get characters like spawn and savage dragon. Um. And lots of other interesting indie stories uh, that are owned by their creators. Yeah, they've really like revamped themselves in the last ten or fifteen years too. They were they were like the cusp of the nineties explosion, you know, Young Blood and yeah, Wildcats and Pit and the Max and on and on and on. And now they're like doing Ice Cream Man and uh, like all these like really very indie titles, saga, you know, things that are kind of deep and intellectual, which was very much different from what they started out as yeah i mean ice cream man is like i've only read issue one and it's a series that i want to read more of it (laughs) but then i just never get around to it because my reading list is so huge but like just its first issue super cool yeah the first trade it was i'm like i don't know if i can read more of this it's so creepy (laughs) yeah yeah it's about horror comics that like they have to like make it creepy in other ways because they don't they don't have the jump scare like movies do right they can't surprise you i mean they can but it's hard yeah not yeah yeah uh they would have to make it like a pop-up book to do like a jump scare right like you turn the page and like something (laughs) would pop up like that would that would scare the hell out of me (laughs) it's like creeping around and then you open it up and then it's just monster in your face yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh man Beyond image, uh, Savage Dragon is a character that not a lot of people know who he is. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you might be more familiar with comic books, and so you might have heard of him. But he was created by Eric Larson, who we've already mentioned. Uh, and it stars Dragon, who's an amnesiac green guy with a fin on his head that's like super strong and, you know, kind of indestructible esque. Uh, he, he becomes a super cop because it's a police officer that kind of takes him in and helps him when he doesn't lose his memory. Uh, in his world, it's filled with mutants, um, more like X-Men mutants than Ninja mm-hmm. Turtle mutants, and they are treated like second-class citizens. You know, people usually discriminate against them, and things like that, kind of like X-Men. Um, and yeah, that's kind of more or less the basic beginning plot that we have going on, and that's where the Ninja Turtles are in his story. Yeah, I know Savage Dragon had a cartoon, but I don't think I've ever met like anyone who's 
really been reading Savage Dragon. I think it's still being published. He had a cartoon. Uh, he did, yeah, very, very shortly. But a lot of, uh, well, a couple of those image properties got cartoons, like Spawn had one on HBO. Yeah, yeah I've seen this, um, some of the Spawn one. Yeah, Wildcats had a Saturday morning cartoon, and Savage Dragon had one as well. Huh. Uh, and hey, while you're looking up Jim Lee, TMNT, look up the theme song for Wildcats because it is the craziest theme song to any Saturday morning cartoon ever. Uh, and if you know what I'm talking about, you know. <laughs> and I got and I got to check this out. Yeah, but I hope you're taking notes over there, man. I got a whole laundry list of things for you to Google when we get off here. All right, all right. I'll write that down, I guess. <laughs> Putting the notes in my phone now. Good, 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 man. <laughs> yeah, I think I was looking. I think it's on like issue two eighty right now like it's still being published by eric larson oh, savage dragon yeah I savage think dragon if it isn't the longest running comic it's one of the longest running comics like yeah. i mean like i guess if you include manga then i i imagine one piece is probably beating it but savage dragon as far as american comics goes might be one of the longest like in publishing that hasn't ever like rebooted or like had a like a new volume or anything like that of it it's just keeps going I think uh, I think Cerebus was yeah, 300. Still, yeah, yeah. So Cerebus he's he's creeping up on that at least, which is pretty cool. Maybe that's his goal is just to beat Cerebus. I don't know. Yeah, published 301 issues. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, right. Uh, we ready to talk about these books specifically? Yeah. Awesome. So uh, Savage Dragon number two. Speak, speaking of things that are 90s, this is a double sided flip book which isn't really like a thing anymore. But like if you, if you hold the book with the cover as though you would read it and then flip it over uh, as though you were going to read from the back cover, the back cover is actually a different comic. So you read halfway through the book is Savage Dragon. On the other side then is uh, Vanguard. And Vanguard was made by uh, Gary Carlson, who went on to write the Image Ninja Turtles series. And Vanguard plays a role in that series as well, which is kind of cool. Huh. So wait, so it, yours reads like that? Like, like you can actually open it from the other side and it's Vanguard? Yeah, let me, uh, so I'm, 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 for, you, for you at home, I'm holding this up to the webcam. Uh, on the other side, yeah, see Vanguard? It kind of looks like he's busting through the other comic. Yeah. And then when you open it up, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's another comic. Mine doesn't have that. No? Uh, is, this, is this Savage Dragon number two? yeah okay 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 i don't have i have that one digitally oh okay which i didn't read the vanguard comic that one they just tag it on at the end oh gotcha read that part okay all right we're good yeah i was panicking i was just like whoa what printing did i get of that then (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah this was i this was the coolest thing when i was a kid i had one that was like wolverine on one side and you flip it over and it was gambit like it was a cool thing i did in the 90s i i kind of wish they'd bring it back but yeah (laughs) <laughs> nah, i think they'll just stick with uh having hundreds of different covers done by different artists God. yeah that's another 90s thing actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this is the one that seems to continue now yeah <laughs> it's covers. back with a vengeance too um and uh at the end of this book uh that thing that says hello on the last page the, the only reason i put that included that in the summary is because uh that thing behind the door is actually horridus who also has a role in the in the Ninja Turtles image series. She has a relationship with Michelangelo. Yeah. This is, this is her first appearance as well, apparently. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? 
yeah i can't take credit for knowing that because i don't read savage dragon i got that from a, a website but yeah uh, there you go <laughs> yeah that's that's interesting i didn't know that, that was her first appearance that's funny because yeah she ends up being like i mean not a huge role but a bigger role in that in the ninja trolls image series yeah i mean she's like the first romantic interest they have really with michelangelo yeah. now that i think about it because they don't end up having like romantic interests until like volume four it will you know except for in the that series yeah that's cool anything else i don't have anything that's all i have for number two uh savage dragon tmnt number one uh so it sounds like michael dooney is good friends with eric larson as well yeah that letter at the beginning yeah and i i've always kind of wondered like what caused this crossover to happen and it sounds like michael dooney and eric larson go way way back so it's cool that they were able to make this happen yeah michael dooney says he was there like at the beginning of you know like new eric at the beginning of his career and so now that they've like you know now that they've both kind of have established careers they're able to actually finally work together and do something with with two you know popular properties weird that they both wound up working on comic books about green people yeah <laughs> but say love you <laughs> really i thought was funny is michael dooney's comment on how hard it is to draw savage dragons finn at the very end <laughs> yeah i you know so i'm not an artist but when i look at savage dragon like he's always he's he's muscle bound like he's 90s ripped right he's, and he's yeah. got hairy arms and he's always in like a ripped up shirt and he has the fin. And to me, the easiest part to draw would be the fin because it's just like a couple curves with some lines on it. Yeah. Apparently, it's much harder than it looks. <laughs> I imagine it probably just has to do with like the dimensions and the angles. And it's got so many curved lines that have to like go back, you know, to oh, the true. You have to like alter its perspective. It, I, I can see why it would be hard, you know, with my very, very minimal drawing, like artistic experience. Uh, <laughs> see i would just always draw them straight on so it would just be a line on top of his head yeah. going up <laughs> that's the only way i draw anything is straight on <laughs> right <laughs> i want to be a very good comic book artist but <laughs> me neither no like that's another thing just about like the 90s though 90s tropes like earlier you mentioned that uh the girl villain uh virigo she's got a very skimpy outfit like every girl in savage dragon i don't think there's a single one that doesn't have a skimpy outfit that's supposed oh. to be a hero or a villain even even horridus the the spiky lizard woman wears like the skimpiest leotard you know <laughs> yeah and if you even like in marvel comics like it gets ridiculous you know like thor ends up with like a midriff in the 90s at one point like a horrendous outfit yeah you know? like the invisible woman has like her like whole like bikini thing with like where like the four is cut out in her top. That's ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous uh, costume I've seen with with a four cut out in the chest. Yeah. How like? Oh man. I want to prove that. You know <laughs> exactly. Oh, ridiculous. But, yeah. So yeah, nineties. Interesting time for for comic book character costumes. If you know. If you're new to comics and haven't really looked into it, now you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, 
really no new ads for for this book like there are ads in the back but it's the same stuff from city of war like pioneers and stupid heroes mm-hmm. man those books that i i kind of wish would have continued because i really like a lot of the mirage stuff i've read but even beyond ninja turtles you know things like uh you know i guess i've only really also read planet racers but but you know it's still something beyond ninja turtles i i kind of like the mirage books i'm interested in reading those original ones those first couple issues but i'm worried that if i do i'll become upset that they didn't (laughs) upset that those books did not get to continue man i i was like this close from clicking the buy button on planet racers and then like two days later mirage shut down "Ah." you can can still find them on like ebay and like yeah and stuff like that for for good prices still yeah, they haven't hiked them up yet but did you catch the chet in this issue i missed it okay so when savage dragon he he kicks out the door of the taxi while he's being grabbed by the gargoyle uh-huh and he grabs the taxi driver and and leaps out of the taxi with him he tells the taxi driver to get to safety when he's doing that in the background on the window of the store it's, it's chet's <laughs> so Chets is doing pretty well, which also leads me to believe that this happened sometime during City at War because they were opening Chets at that point. Yeah. If you remember. So, man, I just love that joke. Like, I feel like it needs to come up more in Ninja Turtles. Like, it, it does come up again in the IDW series, but I, I just need to see more Chet in Ninja Turtles. I just need to see uh-huh. that. I don't know why it's so funny, but it just is at this point. <laughs> There's, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but if you haven't heard the story yet, there's a moving company around me. They move pianos and big furniture, and it's called Chet's. And I, I mean, it. The van they use looks like it's from the Mirage series. And every time I'm behind it, I'm like, man, why don't I live in New York? <laughs> Since I'm obviously already in the Mirage universe. <laughs> Get to meet the turtles. Yeah. All right. That's that's about all I have as far as like extra things to talk about in the second time around. Same here. Want to talk about stuff we didn't like? Yeah. Let's talk about anchovies. Nobody likes anchovies! So, as much as I love Living Gargoyles, and granted this is a two-part story, so this is me just taking issue three when I read it as a single story. The Living Gargoyle felt really bland. It was like, Living Gargoyle shows up, and they beat it really fast, and then it's just kind of like over. Yeah. And I was like, what's... That was it. That was the issue. You know, they spend a lot of time with, you know, dragon meeting the turtles in this one, which I think is probably why I like part two so much more is because like that, that's out of the way. And so we can just get into an action packed, you know, story. Yeah. It's, I mean, the gargoyles, like it looks like every dragon you've ever seen, you know, like, yeah, there's really nothing to it and it's beaten and it's almost literally beaten in one punch like savage dragon just punches it and it explodes so yeah if you were just reading the first part of this and then there's a lady in the shadows but like she doesn't do anything she just runs away yeah 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 the first part's a little a little bad and i'll be honest i've never been a huge eric larson fan Uh um again i haven't read savage dragon but he did uh some work on aquaman uh, after Peter David left that series, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. His art or his writing, um, just not not my style. So yeah, I think part of it is that like Savage Dragon throughout this this whole first part just seems like he's really annoyed by the turtles. Uh huh. There's that too. And, and like I like the turtles, so like I don't like when people are 
rude to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm with you there too. The, yeah. The other thing that like is just like a small, I mean, it's not that small because it kind of, is it like making Savage Dragon exist in the world of the turtles? Like the rules of their worlds are so different when it comes to mutants. You know, like turtles, it's like we must keep secret in a way, you know, because if anyone knows that we exist, they will, you know, they'll, they'll hate us. Meanwhile, Savage Dragon World, mutants exist and are running around. Yeah. Well, Savage Dragon is a government employee. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same, you know? Yeah. And so there's a part of me that's like, this makes it so that the Ninja Turtles hiding doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, they have no need to, to live in the sewers and, and hide this way. And so it kind of does take away that aspect of, of the Turtles. Not really, though, because after this crossover, it's whatever, you know, we, yeah, turtles are back in their own, own world again in their own New York. So, I mean, really, Savage Dragon is in their New York, but well, and like, what a, what a contrived way for them to meet because Savage Dragon, like, he's based in Chicago, he's been brought into New York to take care of these gargoyles. But even when he's like on the rooftop thinking to himself about why he's there, he's like, why didn't they call in young blood or like you know, there's all these superheroes in new york already why they get savage dragon it's just, it's just such a contrivance to get him there you know yeah. <laughs> but you know we ended up with with a bit of fun in the next issue because of it but you're right it is absolutely yeah. contrived yeah the next issue like so Virago is the one pulling the strings and like i said skimpy red and yellow armor she's actually got like bands with like tags hanging off of them all up and down her arm uh -huh. she looks really stupid frankly yeah uh very 90s <laughs> what what is she doing like she's summoning these gargoyles they think that she's killing old people but like why and and to what end like and we don't learn why like literally at the like at the end it's like do you think that like she's you know her killing old people has to do with their gargoyle powers and they're just like i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah the characters in the story have as much idea as what's going on as i do <laughs> yeah no that would be my complaint for that issue as well as it's like wh why why is she doing it we, we don't yeah. and that is that's it <laughs> if your power came from killing people wouldn't you want like young virile people and not like people near the end of their life force i don't know I, I mean i guess if it didn't make a difference and you wanted to try and like justify killing people I, okay like, oh, right. i'm much longer to live anyway <laughs> if uh if a bunch of old people start dying i'll know that like it was you it was it was me <laughs> yeah you found you found some sort of superpower that ran on the death of people and you're like well I want to use my powers, but how do I justify killing people? And I'll know it was Spencer. <laughs> You're about to die anyway. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Got yeah. it all figured out. <laughs> uh, my other anchovy for this issue is uh, Savage Dragon. He meets with the chief of police. It's like the biggest cliche in the world uh, where they're like, Dragon, I've been doing this for 20 years. I don't need you here in my office for fancy town chicago and they you know they learn about what's going on downtown the chief's like all right dragon i'm putting you in but you only got one hour and dragon's like that's all i need I'm like jeez louise <laughs> yeah 
Biggest cliche. <laughs> it is, but I do kind of find it fun. It kind of feeds into that like really over the top feel that 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 second issue had. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what I liked about it. Speaking of things we like. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Go on to I love being a turtle. I love being a turtle. So in, I do kind of like how Eric Larson he kind of makes his character dumb. Like he has this main character that is like his running title character and dragon is kind of dumb. Like he's not, not the smartest guy in the whole wide world. Yeah. Well, he is an amnesiac. He is an amnesiac <laughs> as well. But yeah, you're right. He's uh, definitely like a punch first, ask questions later kind of guy. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's a little different. You know, he's, he's definitely not a, he doesn't feel like a superhero type, you know, he's, he's a very like basic kind of down to earth guy for a massive green finned secretly and spoilers. He's secretly an alien, not secretly. Well, he figures out he's an alien mm. but <laughs> guy. So that, that aspect is kind of fun when, yeah. when Eric Larson is writing. Um, I don't have anything written for the first part of this issue. Or the first part of this crossover, right? Like this crossover is very much like a by the numbers kind of thing. It seems like, like uh-huh. you know, in any cross, really any crossover does this. Like the two characters meet, they fight for a bit, they realize they're not enemies, and they fight something else. And like this is like paint by numbers kind of crossover, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Now I think the turtles bickering, the way that Eric Larson wrote it, was kind of fun. I kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked his bickering. And I also like that the turtles actually take down Savage Dragon. They take down Dragon. I guess they just call him Dragon usually. Yeah. yeah. The title of the book, Savage Dragon, but people just call right. him Dragon. Um, but I, I kind of like that they actually take him down. Usually, once again, when people are writing their own character and crossing it over, they'll either have him come to a draw or the more popular character like Batman will win. Uh, but in this case, he has the turtles actually kind of take down Dragon before they figure out that, oh, hey, we're, we're on the safe side. That is cool. Yeah. I like when Leo slices his gun in half. Yeah. That's, you know, anytime a character uses a sword to slice a gun in half, I'm like, aha, perfect. The penny is mightier than the sword, but the sword is mightier than the gun. (laughs) (laughs) But after that, that's all I have for that issue. Yeah. The next issue, uh, I like that Savage Dragon is so cool that he wears his sunglasses at night. Yes. (laughs) track of visions in his mind yeah (laughs) but on top of that like michael dooney's art in this issue is fantastic oh yeah Uh, dooney's it's always good to look at michael dooney's art like i haven't seen anything by that guy that was like "Ooh, that looks awful like he's he's a solid artist yeah and the way he draws them is so it feeds into like the really over the top feel of the second issue. I guess that's what I really liked about the second issue is like it, it kind of cranks it up to 11 in like the nineties extremeness in a way that's super fun. Uh, you know, the characters have like huge, massive boulder muscles, you know, and they've, and like, you know, Savage Dragon instantly upon seeing the gargoyle just kicks the door out of this moving taxi and jumps out of it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Goes charging at him. It's yeah, the turtles are much bigger in this issue, like especially for Dooney. He usually draws them kind of flat with just like arms and legs sticking out, uh-huh. which you know that's his style. But in this one, they're like really roided out to the point that like at one point Raphael like picks up or like rips a 
parking meter out of the street and uses it to crush the gargoyle, which was awesome. But yeah, yeah they're kind of roided out in this issue. Yeah. No, and so, yeah, I really, I really liked that. Like I said, it just was over the top in a very nineties way, but like in the best way possible, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the way that made, in the way that's fun for the nineties, nineties yeah. comics. Um, I also just, for some reason, I just really liked it when they disappeared and then Savage Dragon like goes to mention them and looks behind him and they're gone. And he's just like, son of a gun. They are ninjas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a good bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's just it hit me funny. It was funny. Yeah. Give me put a smile on my face. Uh something that put a smile on my face was uh they did the name mix-up thing that, uh-huh. like April O'Neill did back in like the first episode of the cartoon. And Savage Dragon's like, Good job, Leonardo. He's like, Oh, I'm actually Donatello. And eventually Savage Dragon's like, maybe you guys should put initials on your belts or something. Yeah, tell you apart something like yeah. that. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, yeah, that was also a good bit. Yeah, other than that, like I said, I just really liked the second issue a lot more for for those reasons. That one was just super. The second part, the part done by Michael Dooney, uh, <laughs> right? To me, just felt like it was a lot more, a lot more fun to read. Very, like I said, very dynamic, very action packed. Uh, even if it did feed into like you know tropey writing and things like that, it was it was just fun. Yeah, fun little crossover. Not like didn't seem super important to either side, but uh-uh. it was fun. It was it was well done. Yeah, I like it. I do wish it was a little less confusing that you start with <laughs> Savage Dragon number two and then go to Savage Dragon Ninja Turtles number one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then we got to read. I mean, after the second one, you know, we got one more. Hopefully, it'll be less confusing. You know, after we get through volume two, we'll, we'll read the other one. Yeah, so the other one is mm-hmm. Savage Dragon 22. And oh. instead of Savage Dragon Turtles number one, it's Turtles Savage Dragon number one. Yes. Um, <laughs> I may have bought a couple copies of some of these issues just on accident because I didn't know what I had. Like, it's a little <laughs> confusing. Have these ever been like collected together in like a Savage Dragon Ninja Turtles crossover or anything? No, but they should be. They really should be. And IDW and Image need to get together and do something about it. And Eric Larson, really, so be, you know, who they need to talk to. Yeah, yeah. I cool. Eric Larson need to need to get together, make it a full book. We see like one giant mega book of like every Ninja Turtles comic book crossover, like yeah. Batman, Power Rangers, Merton's Bar. Cerebus, uh, what else have we got? Flaming Carrot, Flaming Carrot, yeah, just I, them I all. Still haven't read Flaming Carrot, I haven't either. Um, I well, I guess I started on one, it wasn't quite my speed, so I never, yeah, came back to it. I've never read the Flaming Carrot crossover, is the, the big thing I was talking about there, mm-hmm. but I also haven't read any books of Flaming Carrot, yeah, seems very weird, very indie. <laughs> um, it the movie Mystery Men is based on the Flaming Carrot and. That is a good movie. Um, and I will fight to the death if you think it's not. So <laughs> you I mean, check I it out. It, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's got uh, William H. Macy and Ben Stiller and Paul Rubens and Janine Garofalo. And they're like these like really, really very low-powered superheroes that are trying to make a name for themselves. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It, I really like it, at least. But it's not a great movie, but it's a really, really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> not Oscar-worthy, 
but midnight movie worthy, you know. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I've kind of been doing for for my midnight movies lately since Halloween's coming up is I've never seen them before. So I've been watching those old classic monster movies. Oh, yeah. Universal ones. How are they? They're they're fun. You know, like like we kind of they're pretty campy, but, you know, we get a good a good laugh at them and kind of enjoy just watching them. Uh, seeing where it all came from. Cool. But I think I've ever seen those either. Um, I was talking to a buddy today about Night of the Living Dead. I don't think I've ever seen that either. I'm yeah. really behind on my classic movies. Yeah, no, the the Universal Monsters ones, they're all on they're all on Peacock right now. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They're not all of them, I think. Well, like there's not like a first Frankenstein one, but there there's like it starts with Bride of Frankenstein for Frankenstein, but a lot of those classic ones are on there. And they're only like usually like just like an hour long. They're not very long because they're old. So that's awesome. Now you get used to like sitting down for a movie and it's like three hours. You gotta set apart like three <laughs> hours to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. We just watched Dune. I was like, oh man, this is only part one. <laughs> it's two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, speaking of universal monsters, yeah. Our news. Let's do it. This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. So yeah, Universal Monsters. If you want to break the toy news, you can. Keith, for this week's reveal. Oh yeah, so this week, uh, so last week we had Raphael as Frankenstein. This week we have, uh, it's NECA is releasing Leonardo as the Hunchback? Yes, well, the, Igor specifically. Igor, like, okay. Igor the Hunchback, which means that he's another Frankenstein character. Oh, do you think we'll get like Donatello as the Bride of Frankenstein? I mean, maybe we'll get Michelangelo as the Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> I imagine that if Donatello ends up being anyone, he'll be Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein's monster, but like Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you specified that because all I have written down is Leo is Hunchback. And I was like, wait, is the Hunchback of Notre Dame a universal monster? I'm pretty no. sure not. <laughs> it, it is an interesting choice, and I can't decide if I like it or not. Like the the figure itself, just like the Frankenstein one, like technically does look good you know like it's it's a great sculpt very detailed and whatever as far as i know with toys it, it's cooler than most toys i've seen but it looks better than, than the toys i grew up with as a child yeah for real <laughs> i would play toys but uh yeah it, it i don't know it's like he's a hunchback it's not like as exciting as the Raphael frankenstein it doesn't get me as excited i guess as the frankenstein Raphael one does yeah i've only really seen like the one picture I think Mike shared with us. Mm -hmm. I, like I haven't seen like a full each side or what he comes with or anything like that. Yeah. So I can't speak to that. But it is mostly, I think, just front images from what I've seen. I haven't gotten like super into it, but like like you know, we brought on Mike because he is specifically like the toy guy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that and other you know other reasons too. He also is just you know, a great guy. <laughs> also a nice guy. Yeah. Also a nice guy. But mostly the toy thing. <laughs> But, you know, the toy thing. And he also likes Rise, which, you know, yeah. someone that was kind of pretty indifferent about it. I, I needed someone that, you know, could care about it. If I want. I'm like, I've watched season one. It was pretty good. Yeah, like it seems, it seems pretty decent. You know, like, like it doesn't seem like it's a bad show. Like I would never say it's a bad show. Just like not what I go to Ninja Turtles for. That's all. Mm -hmm. I get it. Doesn't, doesn't deliver on those aspects. My issue and. 
really this is more of an issue with like fandom in general but like rise seems to be very rise seems to be a severe case of it where like i can't just like the thing uh-huh. you know, i have to i either have to like it like it's the best thing that's ever been made or i have to hate it entirely i yeah. can't just like enjoy it and be okay with it i have to like very write cool. fanfic and make fan art and talk to everybody i know about how great this product is and i mean everything's like that star wars uh yeah. lord of the rings all, all that but like rise seems to be at least in my life a, a very specific example of that mm-hmm. yeah no it's that very very polarized thing where people either like love it or they loathe it mm-hmm. you know it doesn't seem like well i and granted it's probably just the vocal majority but there's this vocal minority i mean or whatever yeah yeah there's a lot of people that, that yeah that do that it's kind of created a little bit of a I guess toxicity in that area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, again, that's my issue with like every fandom. <laughs> it's like yeah. I can't can't just like it. I have to like it to the level that you want me to like it to. Yeah. Um, I I've, I like the show Young Justice, and I've dealt with that there. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not my whole life, man. It's just a cartoon I watch, you know, and I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you 100. percent You know, honestly, if someone just tells me that they like Ninja Turtles they've made my day like, <laughs> there you go yeah you already right. like ninja turtles i'm like hey you like it are you saying you'd like go see a movie if it came out that's cool <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i forget how we got on the subject but we we're talking about leo as the hunchback oh yeah I... leo's igor so yeah maybe i don't know what michelangelo will be i think that i i saw read somewhere but it's rumor not confirmed that it was already they were already saying that michelangelo is going to be the wolfman which in those universal movies, there is a Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Apparently they fight. There's one of those movies on that list. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's very poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, but I bet it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm kind of holding out hope. Like, I will probably get the Frank, the Raphael's Frankenstein's monster because that oh. looks really cool. It does. Um, I'm kind of hoping, like, so they're announcing all this now but the stuff isn't coming out until like january i'm kind of hoping between january and october of next year there'll be like a four pack of all four turtles as the monsters for uh, a premium price you know and i can just get them all in one go yeah um i have no evidence of that i'm just throwing that out into the world to see if it returns it back to me (laughs) (laughs) don't worry i do that all the time on this show Uh, (laughs) my whole he-man tangent at the very beginning of the episode right <laughs> I do that all the time. I just throw out ideas hoping that it'll stick somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, the other thing I'm interested to see is if they end up going as far as like bringing in April and having her be Frankenstein's bride. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people have mentioned or talked about as well on the internet. Yeah. In the world in the land of internetty. It's cool too, because they're not doing like the same thing that they did in the playmates line when I was a kid. Like because yeah. Dante was Dracula, like Michelangelo was Frankenstein, Raph was a mummy, and Leo was Wolfman. Um, so it's cool they're not just like remaking those verbatim. Uh, <laughs> they're actually doing something different, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's way cool. Real fun. And then on the other side of things, um, I don't really think there's anything for comic books that's coming out. I haven't seen anything for movies or TV shows either. So. That's really it. It's just kind of the NECA reveals. That's all we've really been getting lately. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if 
we'll get two more before Halloween. Like by the time this episode comes out, it'll be after Halloween, but right now it's before Halloween. But only a couple days before, so I don't know if they'll like smash two more of them in in the next week. I guess we'll have to keep our eyes out. That's a good point. Yeah, I have no idea. Hey, yeah. I mean, by the time these episodes come out, it's funny because whatever we talk about is the news from last week when it comes to these neck reveals because we release them on the <laughs> same day that they reveal stuff. Right. So we'll have to see. If- I guess they could like really cheap out and be like, this is the Invisible Man. It's, it's Donatello is the Invisible Man. It'll just be an empty box. <laughs> you know? like that's a, that's a great way to like pump a reveal out and, and create a figure real quick. Just like a clear figure that just has sunglasses on and that's it. There you go. It, that's more than I would do, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's it for news then, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, Spencer, what are we going to do next week? Next week, we're going to be watching episodes 34, 35, and 36 from season three of the 1987 cartoon so that's usagi come home the making of metalhead and leatherhead meets the rat king those sound like amazing episodes yeah i mean i i just barely talked about you know the wolfman meets meets frankenstein or frankenstein meets the wolfman i bet you leatherhead meets the rat king is is probably just as far up there as is that masterpiece <laughs> probably rated the same on rotten tomatoes i would assume <laughs> It, it does sound like it will be epic so the, I, the last like two episodes so the last six episodes we've watched right because we watched three at a time uh-huh. have been pretty subpar like I'd say maybe Usagi Ojimbo was the highlight but even that like I said in our last episode like the, the third act of that was just hot garbage water uh-huh. but uh, these, these titles at least this could be something good yeah, I mean, we're going to get, I think this is going to be the first ever appearance of Metalhead, right? Yeah. Because when did the Archie series start? Did he show up in there first? He, I don't believe he's in the Archie series. Okay. Yeah. So. And this is pre-Turtles in Time, right? He might have been a toy first. Probably. Well, anyway, I, I usually, like, oh, man. That's another thing I have to keep track of then if they came out as a toy first. I'm not going to keep track of that. I'm only going to keep track of when they appear to media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't keep track of that. Also, like, we don't know when, like, the toy was released in 89, but, like, what month of 89, you know? I don't think yeah. we have that data, so. We don't. So, yeah, whenever the Archie series started, it looks like it started in 88. So, we're one year into the Archie comics existing uh, with these with these episodes around one year anyway cool come out the previous year so we could start some of the characters that we could start seeing pop up in this show could have actually originally appeared in adventures yeah uh, although they're like they're usually different in adventures because uh like so adventures started by just adapting the cartoon show but there was some like legality about archie using the scripts that were used on the show so they started with like issue five or something they're like we're just gonna do our own thing uh uh-huh. so like leatherhead is not a 
alligator turned into a humanoid mutant in the Archie series. A human turned into an alligator oh. by by magic, not by ooze. And like uh, Mondo Gecko is a gecko in the cartoon, but he was a teenage kid in the Archie series. So like they're very different. Wingnut and Screwloose are not bad guys. Like it, they're two completely different universes altogether. Huh. Yeah. I am definitely interested in reading those one day. We will probably cover them after the Mirage. After we awesome. cover the Mirage era. Sweet. Well, yeah, it's just the Mirage storyline, I guess. Slash image. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be that long, right? I think we figured out that we will be done with volume two before we are done with season three. So yeah, yeah volume can't be that much. Volume two is not very long. Neither is uh neither is volume three and volume four is kind of but not really yeah we're not going to get into tales volume two until much much later because there's just so much there and yeah so i guess if you're keeping track at home keeping score of you know when we're going to be covering things We'll see you in like a year for Archie. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in like a year for Archie. Maybe maybe a little bit more longer, you know. And we'll probably be on like season five of the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if we're through season four by then. Okay, that's gracious. Hopefully we'll have, you know, maybe gotten almost caught up on the movies by that point. Be ready for the 2022 one to come out. Yeah. Uh, is that the Seth Rogen one or the other one? There's so many movies being I think made it's right Seth now. Seth Rogen one that's coming out 2022. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah. So maybe we should probably talk to Mike about uh, whenever he's done dealing with those gargoyles about when we want to do TMNT three. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think 2023 would be the 30th anniversary, right? Yes, that would be the 30th anniversary. So maybe we do it then. Also, uh, just personally, I would like to push that movie as far away as possible. So, so two years sounds great. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I, there's, there's a stubborn part of me that wants to cover everything I can in chronological order. Yeah. And I don't want to wait two years to cover that movie and then do 2007 and then do the Michael Bay movies. And then anyway, this is all, this is all. This is inside baseball. This is all inside baseball. That's yeah. the that's the phrase. <laughs> that's our show this week. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, if you like this, reach out to us on social media, uh, Ninja Turtle PH on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we even have a clan on uh on Mutant Madness now. TMNT Mutant Madness. Yeah, Ninja yeah. Turtle Power Hour. Uh, yeah. We're looking for we're looking for a few good mutants. So submit an application. Yeah, if you want to join us, just having a little fun. I, I don't even know if there's a chat, but you know, we're there chilling. You can join us. It, it's kind of like social media without the social part. It's just barely media. <laughs> it's barely media. Either way, you can join us there. Yeah. I also want to just give a quick shout out to uh, what was her? Her name was Becky. I, I can't remember her last name. But Becky, thank you so much for the favorite on Anchor. That was super cool. Uh, we don't get those very often. So we're great, glad you did it. Awesome.
Yeah. Man, we have fans. That's amazing. It is. It's really cool. So that's really our show now. Thank you again. Until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Son of a gun. They are ninjas. gargoyle pandemic i'm glad he's been able to keep that up um because i don't know that i would be able to you know because i i forget about it when he's not here that like something else should be said yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it feels so it just feels so weird i had to i had to do it for him there you go couldn't just end it with two people saying cowabunga now (laughs) he left his mark on this podcast don't worry, folks. He'll be back, I'm sure, next week. We'll see. No guarantees, but he should be. <laughs> I can't believe he got me to play Mutant Madness again. Because I was like, I was at a point where I was so done with that game. And then I got a new phone and my account didn't transfer. And I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. What a perfect excuse. And now here I am back into it. I know. I know I have fallen into it very hard as well. It's so I said this before, like all I've ever wanted in my life is X-Men Legends or marvel ultimate alliance but ninja turtles and this i feel like is as close as i've ever gotten yeah give a, give a squad they each have their own powers yada 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 but like everything around it is just not what i want it to be like <laughs> wait for i had to wait for ooze i had to do nothing so the ooze can, can stockpile so i can upgrade my turtles <laughs> you know they don't they don't level up while i'm fighting with them i have to do it passively I'm like, ah. yeah. yeah i feel your pain Trust me, I feel your pain. By the way, I should check and make sure I can up, update someone. And then on top of that, they're like treating the other series like they're taboo, you know, except for when they put Renette and Savanti Romero in there, of course. Like that, that's super cool. And I'm like, not looking to give horse in the mouth that they actually did that. But I already complained about this last week, but it is kind <laughs> of a pet peeve of mine. It's just like, you guys, if you just put in like tire claw, suddenly, like people who are into the, like the 2012 series, but don't really care about this series will suddenly start paying attention to this game. Right. It will. And you, I highly doubt you will lose like a fan of the 87 series because you included like tiger claw. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they already put in like, I mean, Ace duck wasn't really a character in the cartoon. He yeah. was like on a TV one time. Uh, like you said, Savanti Romero, Renette's in it. Um, there's no way there's no way anyone got into this game because they put Dirk Savage in it yeah like that's a deep cut yeah no like like they put in Dirk Savage at this point it's kind of like guys I'm just saying if you throw in characters that are exclusively pieces of the other cartoons you will only win more fans yeah more people into this game uh, if you have a minute, write this down along with all the other stuff yeah. I've told you to Google. Yeah. Uh, the, the episode with Dirk Savage of the 87 cartoon was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's got uh, like the punk frogs are in it mondo geckos in it uh toka and razor like that's the one episode they're in so and razor talks like shakespeare it's kind of weird but it <laughs> yeah. goes from mama to yeah quoth the raven <laughs> i mean that's that's Edgar Allan poe yeah he's got that kind of voice like he doesn't he doesn't say like the and thy or whatever but he, he has that kind of like tone and cadence like he's some some big hot hoity-toity actor you know kind of kind of weird yeah that's funny i i kind of have been wanting to experience the 87 series just completely fresh as we're going through it i get the feeling that it's actually going to increase in quality after we get past season four Mm. like i'm actually going to see the quality go back up because season three and four is when they were just like cranking them out just one after the other it seems like they've slowed down for the later seasons and i feel like we'll get like hopefully things that are a little bit more well thought out like you said like that's when like mondo gecko comes in you mentioned dirk's the dirk savage episode so and he's involved with mondo gecko isn't he and that yeah, yeah mondo's in that episode too so that's got to be after season four yeah i think it's season f- <laughs> well no mondo is the season five episode i think it's season seven yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking. It's 47 episodes for season three, like 39 for season four, and then it goes down to 22 uh, and 16. So, yeah, so I imagine, I imagine that things are going to get a little bit more thought out. It's just going to feel better. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the last couple seasons of the show are short. Yeah, this one's eight eight episodes. Yeah, the last have... three seasons are eight episodes each. Yeah, no, like after we get past like the behemoth that is like season three, and then also season four, like after we get past those two seasons, everything else isn't that long. Hmm. the The big mountain to climb is season three and four. That's part of also why I'm telling myself that it probably gets better after that is because I know that after I climb, you know, I'll hopefully have like a second wind after season four when, <laughs> when we get there. I do every now and then, like if I'm working on something particular, particularly boring or just kind of copy and paste, I'll put on an episode of, of Ninja Turtles. And I have noticed like the later season episodes tend to be a, a bit better quality. So I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Like I said, they weren't just like pushing them out. You know, like the longest one besides those two with like 40 episodes is the final season, which had 27 episodes. Really? No, season seven. Season seven, the final one, or is there eight? I think there's 10. Is there 10? Oh, shoot. All right. Well, that's what I get for just looking on like the Google drop downs instead of the actual like wiki or something. Yeah, I think the wiki's listing 11, actually. But I, th- I think it's, I think officially it was 10 seasons. Okay. Well, neat. It was the longest running cartoon uh, at the time, at the time it ended. And then like two years later, The Simpsons beat it. Yes. And, and so, you know, nothing against people who love this cartoon, but people f- that are saying that they want more, just remember, you do already have like, 300 plus episodes that you can go back and watch oh it's only 193 <laughs> all right all right, all right. My bad. i i underestimated it only 193 very very short 
you know that's that's not a lot of television for sure yeah god how many hours of television is that if we want to put every episode at like 20 minutes i'm, I'm gonna figure this out right right now all right so 193 i'm gonna multiply that by let's say 24 yeah 24 is probably right that's 4632 minutes divide that by 60 60 minutes in an hour 77.2 hours that's that's almost two solid weeks of work if you're working 40 hours a week yeah that's three days over three days you know we're talking like three and a quarter days if you just watch this non-stop you could get through it all in three and a quarter days just pee in a bottle uh, <laughs> if you get thirsty well fresh bottle of pee right there <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's to get dedication yeah 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 but man yeah so all i'm saying is if you want more maybe you should just consider going back and rewatching. <laughs> yeah because you've got 290 something episodes of television 193 193 sorry 193 not too high I... I keep exaggerating it on accident I can barely remember my social security number, but I know how many episodes of Ninja Turtles there were. All right. <laughs> 2003 had 156 episodes. So that times 24 is 3,744 minutes divided by 60. 62 hours worth of the 2003 series. So that's like two and two and some change. Yeah, two, two and a half days. days. Two and a half days. Wow, I've put probably at least like a week of my life into Ninja Turtle content. Probably more than that now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't tell if I'm depressing myself or impressed with myself. <laughs> Depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does include all the time I spent reading comics, uh, laying in bed thinking about Ninja Turtles or like... Yeah bashing two toys together in my childhood <laughs> i probably spent 18 years solid of my life thinking about or playing with or reading or watching ninja turtles <laughs> that's why i started a podcast yeah my wife usually my wife goes to bed earlier than me um and she's like it's it's fun to see like what you did when you were up late because you can like go through our streaming services and see what i've watched uh, she's like you always end with ninja turtles like without question <laughs> like, every time it's like you watch like army of darkness and then like an episode of some sitcom and then you got like 45 minutes into secret of the use like every time yeah <laughs> uh, i need to do more to end my day with ninja turtles i'm not yeah. as dedicated as you are uh i'm just uh not narcoleptic insomniac there you go oh yeah no i get you i think i'm having a bit of that myself going on i sleep awful same 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 speaking of i should let you get off here since you're working early so yeah yeah i do that don't i i'll work maybe monetization on this works so i don't have to ever work a day in my life again there you go <laughs> man that'd be awesome right yeah i i bet uh -huh. Anything we get like four bucks, split three ways. Man, it's better than zero. 
It's better than zero. What episode do you want next week? Oh, uh, oh, I don't dare take take Leatherhead meets Rat King away from you guys. I'll do. Where's that list? There it is. What were the other two? Making a Metalhead and Usagi Come Home. I'll take the Usagi one this time. All right. This time you got it last time. I did? I, so. I got Michelangelo's birthday last time. Oh, you poor. Mike got you Poor it. man. I'm giving Mike uh, Making a Metalhead because I love Leatherhead meets Wrecking. Making of Metalhead. Oh, cool. All right. I'll see you next week, bud. See you next week. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Good night. Night.